Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Magical Mouse. This is episode 7 of the Magical Mouse. Yes, we have taken, again, some more time off as we try to navigate what our show is going to be in this new time of COVID-19. But we, like the Walt Disney World Resort, are back for another episode. This week, we will be discussing the new safety measures that are in place at the Walt Disney World Resort now that they have reopened on July 11th. We have been to Disney Springs, Epcot, the Contemporary Resort, and eaten at multiple restaurants on property. So this week on Main Street, we're going to be talking social distancing markers, hand washing stations, and all of the new protocols to keep you safe here in Orlando at the Walt Disney World Resort. But first, make sure you're following us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Magical Mouse Podcast. We are going to start doing more live video from the parks, including on August 10th, as I, Ryan, go to Galaxy's Edge all day. I'm going to be doing live video, taking video for YouTube, and possibly taking audio for the podcast. We went to the Contemporary Resort and did do one live video of us driving around Disney World property. So please, if you're not on Facebook and liking us there, go onto Facebook, facebook.com slash Magical Mouse Podcast, like us on Facebook, and there we will start to build more live video and experiences for all of you in between shows. Also, make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or whatever your podcast provider of choice is. All of this and more can be found at MagicalMousePodcast.com, including our Twitter page, Instagram, and so much more. We are on Twitter at MagicalMousePod and Instagram at MagicalMousePodcast. We are going to start to ramp up our social feeds and our content as the parks have reopened. So, this week on Main Street, we're going to be talking about the new safety measures. Masks, markers, hand-washing stations, cast members, capacity... We have seen it all, and we're going to talk about whether we feel safe or whether these measures are good, a step in the right direction, or maybe some mishaps. We'll talk about that. So join me, Abe, Kate, and Whitney around the table as we talk about our experience returning to the resort after months and months away from Walt Disney World. So we have not done an episode since the opening of Walt Disney World. You know, we had plans for 2020, and I said this last episode, we had all these grand plans, all these grand ideas, and we were going to really take our Disney World podcast to the next level. And then this happened, and there are a lot worse problems out there for people now. But we're trying now that Disney World is open to find out what we're going to do this year in its place. So we did two attractions head-to-head previously. Kate and I are working on a segment about movies that we'll be introducing soon. But we cannot go by another episode 
and not talk about the reopening of Walt Disney World. It is the only Disney park in the U.S. that is currently open. Now, the four of us, myself, Kate, Abe, and Whitney, have been on Disney property numerous times since the reopening. Disney Springs, resorts, and in the parks. At least one park for now. We have plans in August and September to keep going back to the parks. But we have been to the parks. We have seen the safety measures. We have seen the new things implemented in place. And we want to talk about what Disney's doing so that maybe those of you who are at home thinking of coming by the end of this year, early next year, when these things could probably still be in place, and you want to know, how is it? We want to give our experience and our firsthand knowledge of what we think. Now, we are local, so we don't have to travel here. We did go back to our home when it was all over with, so that's a different feeling. But we do want to just share what we think uh, of Disney's new safety measures during this time. So, joining me around the table is the same three cast of characters that join me around the table every week. Um, and we're going to be talking about springs, resorts, and the parks. So, Abe, we'll start with you. Uh, we talked about how last time, that now that Disney was closed, you don't realize how much that you just missed the chance of going. Not even, like, going. Just the chance to go. Uh, and now that that chance is now returned... Uh, how do you feel now that you know that Disney's at least reopened? What is your what is your feelings on Disney just being open? Are you happy it's open now? Yeah, I mean, I still it still feels uh, precarious. I mean, there's still that possibility that they could close again. So, you know, you kind of you kind of are hopeful, but also a little bit hesitant to put too much hope in the whole thing. But it's exciting. Uh, we'll get to it, but we did. We were able to go to the parks, and that was definitely a breath of fresh air. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm still hopeful. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I I've felt, and we'll, well, I guess we'll get into this that since this whole thing has started, and as for my job as somebody who's been out every day since the pandemic began, actually one of the safest places I felt out in public is on Disney property. So we'll we'll obviously get into yeah. that, um, but I've I am just happy that it's open because it's a sense a little bit of sense of normalcy. And although you can't just go to Epcot when you feel like it, you know you do start to make reservations and stuff like that. Uh, to me, it just is nice to feel somewhat sense of normal, and that Disney um, you know can help make magic even in these like times where people need it the most. So. Let's talk about Disney Springs, though. So, on our YouTube channel, you can see some of Disney's safety measures at the Contemporary Resort. We made a video from uh, the Contemporary Resort, Chef Mickey's. Uh, Abe, Abe, Whitney and her brother made a video from Disney Springs on opening, was it opening day or was it opening like weekend? I think it was, Next day, it was the day after. Yeah, so it was opening week. Uh, so, you can see some of the safety measures that were in place uh, at Disney Springs. Now... For Disney Springs, everything is open now. There's nothing... I don't think there's anything that's not open at this point. Every gift shop is open. Every restaurant is open at this point. Um, they do have hand-washing stations, um, sanitizing kiosks everywhere. They do have six-feet-apart markers, uh, restaurants at limited capacity. Um, 
and they do have a universal masking policy. But Whitney, you went on opening week before everything was open. Uh, what did you think of that first experience uh, going with mask, temperature checks? Uh, how odd was it of like a feeling of being there and seeing that? I mean, that was extremely odd because that was the first time that I really experienced that in its like fullness. The temperature check, the mask requirement, and people like actually enforcing the six feet apart. Now, nothing was open when I was there. It was literally like you could just walk around the springs. But, um, but yeah, it, it was definitely kind of weird because it was the taste of that new normal that everybody's talking about. Um, but yeah, I think that was like the first time I had gotten my temperature checked anywhere. And since then, that's just become a, an assumed thing. Not even just at Disney. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, so was there, I mean, I guess you said nothing was open. So when we went, we'll talk about we went. It was when, I guess it was a few, I guess it was when your mom was in town, right? Um, and so that was in June, right? Yeah. So we went in June, a few weeks after it was open. Almost everything was open at that point. There was a couple things not open, but almost everything was open. So we went to Chef Arts. Um, and yeah chef arts homecoming oh yes yeah so we ate at chef arts homecoming it was on a i don't even remember at this point saturday or sunday whatever it was uh so it was a weekend uh and if you're used to like summer june disney springs weekend uh like you would assume every like every parking lot every parking garage would be almost full uh it would just be insane but we were able to get a reservation with like a week's notice. Um, and there was only, I don't know what about you guys, but there was only one garage open, right? Do you remember that? Yes. Grapefruit. No. Anyone? Which one was uh, it? No. Orange. I think it was orange. Orange or lime. Yeah. But right. the only one that was open. Yeah. So only one garage was open, but it wasn't even half full. When we went. It was lime. It was lime that was open? I'm pretty oh. sure. Okay. No, uh, it was orange. No, it was orange. It was orange. It was orange. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there was one. There was, but like every level had like hundreds of parking spots. We parked right on level two. Walked in there. Uh, we went live on our on uh, my Star Wars shows page uh, and walked around. There wasn't that many people there. Um, I'll say let's talk about the experience itself. Did you, Kate, um, at any time feel close to anybody? Unsafe uh, or like? Disney was making a mistake in certain areas. I personally didn't. The only time I felt somebody got too close to me was in the Star Wars store. Yeah. That's the only time. But that is a tiny store. Yeah. The the gift shops themselves and tiny gift shops, because we went in that Disney style one. Yeah, that didn't feel bad. That didn't feel bad. Um, it's but- just sometimes you get those people who like to just be close to you. Yeah. Uh, we personally saw, uh, on the outside, I don't know about you guys, but we personally saw everybody wearing masks. I didn't see anybody skirting that rule. No. Kids, adults, nobody doing, like, un- like you know, the chin guard where they try to, like, get past it. We personally saw everybody stay masked up, uh, and I don't think, outside of being in the gift shop, I don't think we came within six feet of anybody except for our waitress. Yeah. yeah. The only time we didn't see somebody with a mask and I'm pretty sure we saw them like take it off, but a cast member was instantly there to say, excuse me, sir, you do need to wear your face covering. And they put it on and went on their merry way. And that was that. 
but it, it's just like I, I did notice that they had cast members just kind of roaming around the springs making sure that people to enforce it basically yeah i mean they still have drink kiosks but and stuff open like that but it seems like for the most part if you're drinking out in the springs just the common area of the springs people are considered enough to step aside and drink somewhere where there's like you know in the main walkway without right. it on or they have like little you know areas that people can walk into and drink their drink or whatever and then put their mask back on and then continue walking yeah and i think that's even yeah. something that they're uh, we heard you read online right they're changing some of the rules to where you have to be oh yeah in the parks you're not allowed to be walking around eating and drinking so I think the one way to skirt around the mask rule would be like order or, or like go to a, a stand and get a Coke bottle or a Starbucks and then walk around with it in your hand and your mask down and you can actively say you're drinking. So unless you have your mouth on food or drink, your mask has to be on. You can't do like the, well, I'm sitting here drinking now. Um, so I, I'm friends with WDW Radio Lou Mangello. He's been to every park now, all four parks, Springs, uh, the Polynesian, uh, and he said, "What what they do allow though is if they if you do see a sitting a seating area like Abe was talking about, like going to a certain spot, you know at Disney Springs there's tables all throughout, tables and chairs and umbrellas. And if you order a Starbucks or he ordered um, a green tea from Main Street, took it over to Tomorrowland in the seating area, and they have no problem with you sitting down away from somebody because every table at both restaurants and otherwise." is separated seating areas there's like no table is within six feet of each other so you can order a drink order something from the new food and wine kind of i don't know mini food and wine that they have now and if you go to one of those standing tables at epcot and you have a coke or you have a like a snack or a small food item you can take your mask off until you're done so like it's not so impossible to uh you know eat or drink um but they, they don't do. want you to walk around. Anymore. Yeah, you can't buy a churro now and then just walk around without a mask as long as you're holding a churro. Uh, they are cracking it's down on It's not letting you cheat. Yeah, and they even changed the rules since then, too. No neck gaiters. You know, so it was a you know those things that go yeah. around your neck that you can pull up. Uh, your mask has to be... Um, Honestly, that sounds even hotter. Yeah. To have it all over your neck and... Uh, I, I, think. I love them. I and I mean, I'm I'm fine not wearing them. I mean, I I went. But you're not a sweaty person. <laughs> no, I, I do like not. Sweat. As a sweaty person, <laughs> yeah, I sounds awful. Them. I love. Them. It's why I have, like long hair all the time too. You have to have ear loops. <laughs> you have to have ear loops on your mask, and it has to be a certain level of thickness. So you can't just be like, "Oh, I have a mesh mask." Right? They're not gonna let you. Uh, like two do layers of fabric. Yeah, at least. And in Disney, when I've read online too, that Disney, you know, they always try to accommodate people who who can't do certain things. So if you have a disability, a food allergy, whatever, they try to make the magic as inclusive. And in these times where people do have legitimate medical reasons for masks, if you have some sort of medical reason and have proof that you have a medical reason, you can go to guest services and you can wear a face shield. So a lot of the cast members are wearing both masks and face shields. If you can't wear a mask for breathing purposes, if you do have some sort of medical condition, they do allow, as long as you have like paperwork from a doctor, for you to wear a face shield. So even in times like these, Disney is trying to acclimate everyone because um, some people may have a disability 
Uh, they might be in a wheelchair or have some sort of uh, issue where they can't wear a mask, and so they you, they do allow face shields for it. So they are trying to allow everyone to come as long as you follow their rules. So you're really not going to see anybody without some sort of face covering. But to go back to Springs, um, so we went to Chef Arts, and you what? Remember you got the text message. So what did they tell us to do? Check in like what 15 minutes early, and then. They sent us a text when it was ready, right? I'm trying to think. I don't remember. I'm the worst at remembering anything. I do remember them texting. They wanted us there like 20 to 15 minutes early to check in. And then they said they were... No, no, no. So then they... (laughs) I don't remember. I do. Okay, so Chef Arts... They said you had to check in. You to, they send you a text, and they say you have to be there 15 minutes before your time. So then on the app, now on the My Disney Experience app, you then say, I'm here. And then... That they, was at the resort. Yeah, but this was at Chef Arts, too. No, we didn't do that at Chef Arts. We didn't have to say that we're here. Oh, really? Okay. We went to the girl, and we checked in. Mm. And then she said, go inside. And then they were like, no, <laughs> go wait over there. So then we went and waited, and someone came and got us. That's right. So they, I guess at that time, Chef Arts hadn't worked out their texting thing. Because they said, did you receive a text? And we said no. So at this point, I think they're trying to make it as like contactless as possible, where you talk to as few people as possible. That's why you get there 15 minutes early. They'll send you a text when it's time. Um, so when we sat down and ate, we chose outside eating, because they did say... Inside was going to be a little while, but outside, there would be no wait. So we went um, and sat down. Yeah, uh, we actually went out and sat outside, and uh, we left our mask on until the waitress came. But we, our table wasn't within 10 feet. I think the, first, the next table was like way down the road from us on both sides. Um, and... She, I wouldn't say it was like way down the road. Well, I mean, I, I like there was no chance that we were going to be near anyone. Um, but the tables were far away. Yeah, the tables were far away. Like there was zero chance from the time we got to Chef Art's homecoming to the time we left that we were going to be near anybody. Uh, our waitress came. Uh, she wore a mask the whole time. Um, super good service too. Everybody was Actually, really upbeat. Yeah, she was amazing. Uh, the restaurant was upbeat. It was a limited menu. They did do the menu where you scan. I remember that you scan your um, the QR code, and then the menu came up there. Yep. Uh, so we ordered off of that a limited menu. The food was fantastic. Uh, I had fried chicken and donuts. Uh, shout out. Um, had a salad. Uh, but the service was great. Um, so overall, our time at Disney Springs, and then we'll get to your guys. You guys said you went to Raglan Road, right? So, our time at Disney Springs, we only became within six feet of somebody one time at the Star Wars gift shop, and that was because those people... It was like teenagers. Yeah, those people didn't respect the distancing guidelines, but we immediately walked away. Every cast member we came into contact to was was in a great mood. They were greeting you. Every uh, gift shop had an entrance door and an exit door. You could not leave the same time. We even had to wait to get into the Star Wars store at first. Or was it the Disney Style? It was the Disney Style store. Yeah. It was neither store. Yeah, we had to wait at the six feet guy, and then they let us all in. The guy was counting us as we was coming, uh, as we were coming in. So yeah. they even have a capacity limit for the the gift shops. 
because uh, we stopped and there was a group in front of us and the guy had a little clicker and he was counting us as he went in. So they stop people and make you wait outside if you get there. So my experience with Disney Springs was it was hot, but I'm the kind of person that even without a mask out of an hot and sweaty anyways it was like 100 degrees it was very hot um it wasn't crowded at all uh the parking was easy the food is great the service is great cast members were great we weren't within six feet of anybody one guy coughed in the background we took off running but that cough sounded (laughs) rough yeah that cough was mm -mm, was the (laughs) temperature check was easy uh, so oh, all in all, our Disney Springs experience, if you had to rate it out it of 10, I would give it a 10 out of 10. It was still felt great. It just felt great to be back on Disney property. That was our first time on Disney property since the closure in March. And I was just like, so happy to be back. The guests were compliant. They all wore their masks. The restaurant experience was really, obviously, was, is it the same as before uh, COVID time? No. But the food was still great. The cast members were excited. So I all in all, to me, Disney Springs was ten out of ten. Um, I we came in contact close to somebody one time. We walked away from them. And there was never a time where we were like forced to be near somebody. Yeah. Um, and so honestly, I felt there was not one time where I was like, "All right, this feels unsafe for me on Disney Springs." Uh, what about you guys when you went back? So you obviously went back later. Uh, what did you guys think? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm of the same opinion. I didn't have any uh, moments of, like, unsure or anything like that. Um, Raglan was the same. We made we made a reservation the day of and got one. And they only had the one garage open, and that was on a Friday night recently. That was, like, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Two or three weeks ago, yeah. Yeah. So, um it wasn't very crowded and so you made the reservations you went up and they had a girl outside with an ipad and you just told her your name and then you got a text and went in and the host directed you they had like literal like circles on the ground and they were like please go stand on that green circle please go to all the people waiting to get seated so they were making sure that you weren't going to be within six feet of another party waiting to be seated what i thought was interesting is that they still had the entertainment yeah the entertainment was, you know, because at Raglan Road, there's either a band playing Irish folk music or there's uh, dancers doing Irish folk dances. And the Irish folk dancers, there's two, like there's one stage like in the middle of the seating area, but it's elevated. And they had somebody on that stage and also somebody on the main mm-hmm. stage. So they didn't really have like a crowded stage full of dancers. And then the band that played was just a two-piece band with an acoustic guitar and a fiddle, but the but it still you know had the same feel as it did before. the The menu was limited. It was the same. It was a limited menu with the QR code that you'd pull up. But it was it was just refreshing to be back. Yeah, it was fun. Um, did they? So it was it was a QR menu. Um, how was the like? attitude of the workers at Raglan Road because that's the thing you have to understand Chef Arts Raglan Road most of the restaurants and most of the shops at Disney Springs aren't actually owned by Disney so they have to comply with Disney's rules while also not being Disney employees so what did you guys think of like the staff at Raglan Road I thought they were great yeah I mean they really upbeat and just kind of you know I don't want to say they were happy to be there because I don't want to put words in people's mouths but they were acting like it you know like it, they weren't letting what's happening overshadow them trying to give their guests the best experience that they could. And I, that's the vibe I got. Yeah, and I, I was thankful for that. And, you know, 
and it, it, it were doing it in the safest way that they thought they could do it. And I mean, all their tables were separated. There were a lot of seating areas that weren't open. Like you can't eat on the patio right now. That patio area that they also have entertainment at was closed out. Mm. And then you had to exit out a side door. You couldn't, people weren't coming and going in that main entrance. And then you, if you wanted to go in the gift shop, I noticed you had to like go up and ask someone if you could go in. It wasn't just open for people to walk around in. So they were, they were being pretty strict about all that stuff. But nobody seemed annoyed, even guest wise. Like we didn't witness anybody try to put up a fight about anything or argue with anything, even like trying to be seated. Everyone was being pretty chill and even keeled about everything, which was kind of kind of sad to say that that's surprising because, you know, humanity. But it was Yeah, <laughs> it I- was peaceful, I guess, is one way to say it. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned that they seemed happy to be back. From what I've seen from live streams from people like Lou Mangiello and other stuff, like, the cast members do genuinely seem happy. Because you have to think, these people, like you said, you don't want to put words in their mouth and and just assume things because everybody might feel differently uh, about all of this. But most people that work at Disney do so because they like to make magic for people they like to impact people like that's a job where you can directly no matter you can be a trash taker outer or you could be a character and they really try to make it where everybody can directly impact somebody's experience and so i think people go into that business to do that so when you uh when you go back to work and now it's like this new normal and you still have a chance and like some you know you know the energy about people being happy that it's open again Every cast member that I've seen and non-cast members are our waitress at Chef Arts. Like, I, I guess we should have got her name and gave her a compliment uh, with the staff. But she was just super energetic and happy to be back. Um, and, you know, we made sure and, and tipped well. And everybody was just, like, when we went into the store, everybody's like, hey, how are you? And everybody was just kind of, you know, happy to be there. Um, so, personally, I think, to me, Disney Springs is a 10 out of 10 on safety. Um I think that's probably the easiest place to do so because a lot of the majority of it is outside. Uh, and then you can kind of pick and choose what gift shops to go into. Um, you know, it's, it's gift shops and eating, right? There's no rides. There's no queues. There's no any of that kind of stuff. Um, but regardless, I think it's smart to only do one garage as needed so you don't have to try to monitor a bunch of different people because you got to think the garages have the temperature checks in them. So... Disney, to me, like they always do, at least with Springs, um, definitely uh, has th- have, they have thought of everything. I don't, I don't, I, there was no, not one time at Disney Springs eating garage, temperature check, leaving, mask, or anything where I thought, man, they really didn't think this through. To me, they thought everything through. So I think we're all in agreement that Disney Springs uh, has really got to figure it out. So... Uh, you guys went to Epcot, but we'll, we'll do our last part. We went to the Contemporary uh, to Chef Mickey's to go to breakfast, which is a breakfast-only place. We've been wanting to go there for a while because it's character dining, but we just haven't gone uh, since we moved here. So, like you guys, I was able to get... As soon as they said, like, restaurants were now open for ADRs, um, in the parks and in the resorts, I thought, I, I, I bet it's going to be kind of tough to get because, you know, people are going to be so excited to go back. 
That's not the case at all. Every resort at every restaurant, for the most part, when that first opened, was available. So we actually scheduled a Chef Mickey's and then changed it for the next day, like the day before. It was no problem at all. So we had uh, a contemporary Chef Mickey's uh, reservation at 9.40 a.m. So the same thing. We got a text message that said, please arrive 15 minutes early. But this time, it told us to check in on the My Disney Experience app. So for a while, you could not book a reservation on the My Disney Experience app. They made you go to DisneyWorld.com. Well, then they fixed that now, and now you can get one on My Disney Experience. So they've updated that app. So when we got there, we got there at like 9.25-ish, right about 15 minutes early. And I had heard that the gate check-in now is a lot more hardcore because they want to make sure that you can't just go to a resort and wander around. You have to have a reservation or be staying there in order to go to the resort. So I heard, oh, they like double and triple check it. You know, before you could kind of pull in and say, hey, I'm either a pass holder and I want to go and just visit or what you like. You can't just resort visit or resort hop or any of that stuff. You have to have your name on a list. So we pulled up. I got my ID ready and I was ready to go. And I told the guy who I was and at what time. He's like, I see your name on here at 940. Go ahead and go in. Didn't look at my ID. And I think, I don't want to put words in this guy's mouth, but I think he was trying to avoid contact, <laughs> like taking my ID from me. Uh, and he told us kind of where to park. Um, but that was a lot more smooth than I was expecting. Now, I did hear that if you have like a big reservation, five, six people, multiple cars, they are going to check um, if people are in different cars. Uh, but the check-in system was very smooth, no contact. He was wearing a mask. He didn't come up to the window and was like, hey, what's up? Uh, he stayed back in his booth. Um, so that was a very simple check-in process, and then we checked in our phone. Um, so there's plenty of parking available. We parked. Do you remember when we walked in the door of the Contemporary? Right in the front door was that hand sanitizer station. Remember, you like walked in. Um, those are everywhere. Yeah, there was a hand sanitizer station and uh, like a sign with all of the rules and yeah, health guidelines. Wear a mask, and, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Now, this is one thing that that you go to that they don't do a temperature check. So if you, so everywhere else you go in Disney, you have to do a temperature check, right? You have when you go to a park, you got to do a temperature check. When you go to Disney Springs, you have to do a temperature check. When you right? go to the dentist, you have to do a temperature check. When you check. go to a d- the dentist, you have to do a temperature check. Pretty much like when you said temperature checks are the new norm. But Disney resorts are the one place where you don't have to do a temperature check. So that's one of the ones where immediately Oh yeah. Yeah. Immediately, I thought, this is where you're going to have to kind of be more on your game. Because once you have a, a reservation to go eat there, as soon as you get past that gate, there are no safety measures outside of the six feet There apart. were people cleaning everywhere. Now, I will say, they did a temperature check before you get on the like monorail. They did have that set up. So if you were going to go from the contemporary to the TTC on the monor- or get on the monorail loop, before you got on the monorail, you did have to do a temperature check. But to just once you get a reservation and, and you get past the front gate... There is no temperature check to eat, wander, check in, any of that kind of stuff. So let's say you go to Epcot or let's say you go to Disney Springs. You know nobody there is going to have a fever at all because they're not going to allow it. But for the resort, the people that you see walking in the gift shop, you don't know if they have a fever or not. Still, I didn't feel unsafe. At any time, you didn't even realize there wasn't a temperature check. Was there any time you didn't feel safe? There was one lady when I was in the gift shop with the kids 
who, well, first off, I was standing at the six feet mark <laughs> being next in line to pay for a toy we got the kids. And she just like walks up to the counter after someone else, after the person in front of me walked away with her mask on her chin, just being like, I need this pen and this and this one and this one and this one. And I'm like, Come I mean, on, he can still hear you with a mask. <laughs> Uh, that's what I would say is the only, I didn't even feel unsafe, but you kind of have to be on your game a little bit more at the resorts, I think. Cause think about it. People that are staying there, when you're staying somewhere, that's at your most comfortable, right? People could leave their room in the morning to go get a coffee or go to the gift shop or go to the quick service or the breakfast or whatever. And maybe they're a little bit more casual. They could be like in, in like sweatpants versus what they're going to wear to the park. They could be wearing like flip-flops. They're trying to check in. They're carrying luggage. So they're not really thinking about that. So I said if you're going to wander resorts, I think you have to be a lot more on your game. That's what I felt like at least because there is no like purpose. When you're just wandering on a resort, when we were waiting, so we checked in. They said, okay, you're all checked in. Um, I went up to the front desk and I asked her. I was like, hey, it's 940 now when our, our – uh, when our resort or when our reservation is and she's like we're gonna we're gonna text you like you you will never have to call your name she like, said it's like 20 minutes from check yeah so once you check in so which 20 minutes from that 20 minutes from that which it ended up being longer but that's okay you could tell they were taking their time so we did see cast members wiping down surfaces all there, over the place there was plexiglass anywhere that you would have to be close to somebody uh every gift shop had plexiglass had an entrance had an exit uh, we still were never really close to anybody, but when we were waiting for our reservation to get called, you know, there's a bunch of people coming up and down the escalators at the Contemporary. There are people sitting uh, sort of in where there's usually a bar. Now it's closed, but the seats are there. People were just sitting in seats. So I would say if you are staying at a Disney resort or you do have a reservation and you want to wander, because I love wandering resorts. I love wandering the Polynesian. Uh, we've we've we personally wandered the Polynesian, the Contemporary, uh, the Grand Floridian. Um, I would just say be on your game a little bit more because people, I think, let their guard down a little bit more in a setting where you're going to stay versus when you're at a park. So it wasn't until like 10 that we actually got our reservation called. So it was 20 minutes after... You have the text message. What does the text message say? All right, so we actually have the text message here, folks. What does the text say? 10.02. 10.02. So our reservation was at 9.40. Okay, so at 9.29, you have been checked in. We'll send you a text when your table is ready. At 10.02, your table is ready. So it took about, what is that, 32, 33 minutes to check in? It says more than your table is ready, but yeah. So it took a little longer, but you could tell they were taking a lot of safety measures. If you go on our YouTube video, we try to document the whole process. You can see us walking into the contemporary. Um, you could kind of see what it looked like in there. Um, you know the gift shops, all that kind of stuff. So you can you can go see it on our YouTube channel. You can go to our website, uh, magicalmousepodcast.com, and there's a link to the YouTube page. Um, so, like I said before, I think you have to be a little bit more on your guard for that. She did apologize though when we came in because she was like, "I'm sorry, we're still trying to work out the system." You got to think too for Chef Mickey's. They're usually a buffet, and now there is no buffet. So now they changed the family style. So, the way that they cook is different. The way that they serve is different. 
Well, let's backtrack for a minute because a we have two kids, a four-year-old son and a two-year-old daughter. All right. And we typically, our kids are not the kind that just complies with what we say. <laughs> like we have to talk to them. Like if we, like if we say, Hey, don't touch that. Okay. They won't touch that. No, but, they're pretty good if we explain it to them. But there is no explanation to a four-year-old and a two-year-old that, well, we're in the middle of a global pandemic and a mask is to slow the spread. of the, you know, like. Well, we got our daughter to wear the mask by saying that Mickey was sick. Mm. And there. so we had to wear a mask to be able to go to Mickey's house. But, like, you know, they're not the kind where you're, like, you kind of have to sometimes beg them to wear shoes, you know, or, or not wear shoes, you know. If, like, you're getting in a pool, hey, you don't have to wear shoes. But then our daughter might like the frozen shoes. So she's like, no, I'm wearing the frozen shoes in the pool. Right? So to get a kid to wear a mask, which cannot be comfortable for a two-year-old and a four-year-old, we just assumed, all right, we're out. We cannot go to Disney um, with them as long as the mask rule is in place. Because they don't wear a mask, and we're not above the law. We're not going to go just because we feel like it. If, if our kids can't follow the rules, we're not going to go. We, ha- we sat them down. We explained to them, if you want to go to Mickey's house, which is what they call Disney World, you want to eat at Mickey's house, Mickey's sick. You've got to wear this mask. You don't have to wear it while you're eating, but you've got to wear it. And they wore it, and they actually liked it. They thought it was cool. Um, yeah, we were actually a little surprised. We got to yeah. get one that fits Bryant better, but my mom is making us one. Yeah, and the kids. What I th- what I liked about masks now is that now that they're coming a little more normalized, just like t-shirts and everything else, you kind of wear what you want to wear, right? So. Uh, our daughter has a dog bone one, right? So, uh-huh, and my mom is making her a frozen one because that is what she has requested. That's her favorite <laughs> thing in the world is frozen. She's making our son a dinosaur mask. Mm-hmm. I have a mask coming in the mail tomorrow that's an Epcot mask where it's got the original Epcot opening day logo and it says Epcot opening October 1st, 1982. It's got that. It's coming in the mail tomorrow. Kate's got a video game. What is it, Final Fantasy? Final Fantasy Eight. Final Fantasy Eight. She's got a mask coming Tuesday. So you kind of kind of wear it like customize it. Now their masks are going to be a thing. Disney was selling masks. new accessory. Disney, how much were the masks? It was like $20 for four. Yeah, that's right. It was $20. It was $5. At Target? Piece. No, at Disney. Oh, at Disney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was $20 yeah, yeah. for four. So they were about five bucks a piece. Are you sure it wasn't $20 for two? I thought it was $20 for four. But no, I think you're actually right. It was $20 for four. Somebody's going to be can like. Can you use your annual pass holder discount? Yes, you can. This. I think you can, yeah. Yes, you can. Uh, so they had different Disney characters, Star Wars, uh, Winnie the Pooh. I almost just said Pooh, but, you know, Pooh mask kind of sounds weird. Um, Pooh bear. I Pooh emoji mask, so you got to differentiate. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so our kids went. They wore the mask the entire time. We saw kids there. We saw a kid that, to me, I thought this kid could not have been older than, like, one. It was a tiny kid walking, and they were wearing a mask. Yeah, that kid, I'm pretty sure, was like mm, so, uh, 14 months old. The age limit is two and up. That's when you have to wear a mask. Once you're two, you have to wear a mask. Um, and so they they were like 22 minutes late to our reservation, but they, they apologized. You could tell they were wiping every surface down. We saw some guy wiping, wiping plexiglass down that was next to the monorail entrance. Um, so they sat us down in a corner, and you can see on the YouTube video, we weren't near. We weren't within Nobody 20 feet of somebody. Us. So they had us in a corner table. This, the table right here was taken. The table right here was taken. The table right here was taken. So there was nobody. Literally, it was like twenty feet between us and the next table. I don't know if it was that much. It was. You could see in the video. <laughs> Go look in the video. Okay. Um, and so uh, then the restaurant I would say wasn't even half full. Um, when it comes to the amount of tables. 
It wasn't even half full. Uh, so now the only problem with Chef Mickey's is the food was fantastic. But, you know, it's, it's a typical Disney breakfast. We went to Garden Grill. It was the same breakfast, except for they had some fancy meat and cheeses at this one. But and it was, parfaits and so bread. It, it, was, it was Mickey waffles, French toast, pancakes, eggs, bacon. A basket of different breads. They had breads, uh, kielbasa, they had sausage, uh, they had ham. It was really, like, it was great. But the only problem is these tables aren't si- set up for family style because they're set up for buffet. Well, family style, they come and bring these massive things onto your table and set them on there. So our table did get a little crowded. But, again, the service was great. They brought us a paper menu only because Kate has a peanut allergy, so they brought us a oh, paper yeah. menu. Oh, yeah, if you do have an allergy, they do have their allergy menu. It's paper. Uh, they would just throw it away if you didn't take it with you. The difference here is, like, when we scan the, the menu at Chef Arts, it took us to Chef Arts' website. When you when you scan the, the QR code at the Disney Resort, it takes you to the My Disney Experience app and pulls up the menu on the My Disney Experience app. So you can scroll the menu there. Um, again, it wasn't set up for family style, but the food was fresh, tasted great, service was great, uh, the atmosphere was great. There were no characters. So this is a character breakfast. There were no characters. I asked the, our waitress, the cast member, she said characters are coming soon, probably within a month or so. I think they just want to get all the kinks worked out. But characters are coming to where they'll probably not come up to your table, but they'll probably wave from afar. Maybe they'll come out every few minutes and do like a little parade or something. Um, but they will not come up to your individual table. Was the price the same? Out of curiosity. Yes. It was $25 per adult and 14 per kid. So, um, so I am assuming that's, I don't think we've ever, no, we never ate there before, but I think that's usually about the same price as it normally is. Sounds like the buffet prices. Yeah. I mean, they bring you a ton of food. Yeah, I mean, we had a ton of food. It was fresh. The kids had a great time. The atmosphere was still great because you were sitting in the contemporary, and every 10 seconds there was a different monorail coming by. I was going to say, it's the one that's right in the middle of the yeah. hotel, right on that level. Yeah. yeah. They, they, um, they, did, uh, they did have like a Disney credits song loop there. Where you know, like they'll have like Disney Disney songs, but it, they're sung by somebody else, and they usually play at the credits at movies. They had that loop in there. Some were good, some were like, "All right." <laughs> and like I get yeah. it. Um, but all in all, I will give the contemporary and the resort experience an eight out of ten. I like that experience better than the Springs. I meant safety. I'm just talking about safety. Oh. The food and the like that felt a little bit more like Disney because Mickey was everywhere and there was. Um, Mickey gift shops, and there was Disney music and a monorail, and you could smell the Magic Kingdom. Because we went out and sat on the deck, and there was nobody out there on the deck, and that's where you can see the new castle and Space Mountain. You can see it in our video, so we do encourage you to check out the video. You could see Magic Kingdom from it was just right there. Literally, when we left the parking lot, we turned out and we looked at Space Mountain. So that felt a little bit more like closer to the magic because we were right next to the park but i'd say safety precaution wise it was probably about an 8 out of 10 only because like i said there's a little it's a little less organized because when you're not at a gift shop or a restaurant you're just kind of wandering around where at springs you're walking to the next restaurant or gift shop or whatever uh, and because it's outside people aren't usually wandering around outside in 90 degree heat with masks on but inside people are kind of wandering around with no real purpose 
and people were staying there, right? So people were, were, you know, people could come out. I saw people in their pajamas with their suitcase, so they might have their mask down because they're a little bit more off guard. Like I said, they don't do temperature checks, so you don't know if a person has a, a fever or not. Uh, I never felt unsafe, though, not at the restaurant. Uh, I never came, even the gift shops are, or the one gift shop, Fantasia gift shop, is tiny. It's like a tiny little sliver of a gift shop. We still never came within six feet of anybody. Um, so I think the whole time we were there, I don't think we came within six feet of a single stranger. Um, the cast members, again, were all in great spirits. So overall experience, 10 out of 10. Safety experience, I would say if you just go to wander around a resort, just keep your eye out because people have their guard down a little bit more at a resort wandering around. I mean, and we do this every time we go to the Polynesian. We're a lot more chill than when we're at Magic Kingdom, right? I mean, we've spent nights at the Polynesian sitting upstairs, all just kind of lounging in chairs. Our friend Jason fell asleep one time, right? So people have their guards down a little bit more at resorts than they do at actual parks. So, But all in all, I think Kate agrees. We're going back to Chef Mickey's in a couple, in a couple weeks, right? Yeah, Renoa will be happy. She didn't want to leave Mickey's house. Yeah. <laughs> Our kids were happy to Same. be there. So, And it was great. It's hard not to spend a ton of money at the gift shops because you're just so excited to see that stuff again. So... We'll be back to Chef Mickey's like on August 8th, I think it is, or something like that. Um, so it's just a couple of weeks from now, right? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I do really want to go to the Polynesian. That's one place I want to go. But I don't think Trader yes. I don't know if Trader Sam's is open or not. Maybe the outside deck is, but I know the the inside's probably not open. So I mean, if they're keeping with social distancing, they can only let one party in at a time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that is. That'd be cool. So you guys went yeah. to to Epcot, Abe take it away what did you see at epcot what was the safety like did you eat did you ride anything give us the give us the lowdown on the actual parks so we went for the later part of the day so we weren't there for a very long time but we um got there probably like a little after 6 30 and um i'd say as far as safety goes you know getting into the park you know, there's a lot more to it. I mean, it was like Disney Springs. Honestly, you you parked, you walked up to the entrance, and uh, right before bag check was where they do the temperature check, um, and then you went through security. And from that point on, you know, it's masks everywhere and all that stuff before you even get into the. I've park. heard they have a new bag check process. Did you guys go through that? Mm, I mean, it's the same as it was right before they closed. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, they funnel everyone, like, right into the front now where the new monorail turnaround – or not monorail, tram turnaround is. So okay, the, when was the last time you guys – I know the Magic Kingdom, Lou was telling me that they – now there's – they you don't have to take anything out of your bag. They tell you the items to remove, and you just hold your bag yeah. through the scanner. They no longer, like, open your bag and dig through uh, it. They, all he – all – Yes, there is a new one. He, because I only had like you know a little wristlet with my you know cash and cards and stuff, and the only thing he took from me, I think, was he may have taken that, and I held on to my cell phone and my um, something else, sunglasses or something like that. Hmm. No, I remember what it was. I held on to my bag and my phone, and he took my umbrella. Hmm. That's what it was. I walked through it, and he was holding onto my umbrella and gave it back. Of course, it didn't rain because I took my umbrella. But, yes, the umbrella was the one thing that I couldn't take through the metal detector with me. Because I guess the whole point now is that someone's not touching your stuff, right? Because before, even, you know, 
Like, yeah, he barely even like, you know, normally they'll, if you have a little bag, sometimes they'll rummage yeah. through it just to make sure. No, they didn't even have the little sticks that they use sometimes to look through bags. Cause that'll and prevent I don't want to say that, so. that like takes away from the security of it, but you know, well, they I think, can still walk through the metal detector. I think they have, yeah, I think they have a new technology that they, that SeaWorld actually had before Disney World did. Where you don't have to dig through your bag, and they can actually sense if there's something that's not supposed to be in there with the metal detector now. So the point of this is to, yeah, I mean now it's to prevent having lines and prevent from somebody having to touch your stuff. Now it's like everyone just run through, let's go, uh, you know, and they'll tell you if there's items like umbrellas that you can't, like they'll tell you if you have such and such in your bag, take it out now before you go through. So yeah, yeah. that's what it was. I mean, you kept everything in your pocket, right? I mean, I mean, they've been doing that for a while. But even cell phone and keys. No, I held it above my head. Yeah, you hold it above your head if you have your cell phone and keys, but you still held on to it. Universal's been doing that for a while, but I think Disney, you always had to put it in the thing. No. Yeah, the way around. Okay, I'm wrong. But anyways, yeah. It definitely felt different, whatever the security protocol was. Yeah. But it was easy breezy. Beautiful cover girl. <laughs> But, I mean, and then, like, to get – well, and I don't really know how the ticket system works because we went for the um, cast member preview, so it wasn't like we had to show our passes to get in. So I've heard that they've done away with the fingerprint thing and all that stuff, so I don't really know. Uh, that'll be interesting to to experience, um, see how that works when we get in. But uh, – yeah. So other than that, it was fine, you know. And as far as being in the parks, um, everybody, I didn't see a single person without a mask on. And for such a maze as Epcot is right now, it's still, and, and it feels kind of like funneled and secluded when you walk in because all that, all those construction walls are still up. But I, and it didn't feel crowded at all. No, no. But we were also just there on crack cast previews, so it wasn't even like a normal. Yeah. We went later in the day, like Abe said. but um, And so the Taste of Epcot Food and Wine Festival was going on, which basically was kind of like a, a combination of flower and garden and food and wine festival. So you had kind of uh, a few booths from each one. But the menus at those booths, while recognizable, was a little more limited. Like, um, what was, like, Germany didn't have, uh, or no, 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 the Africa booth. Was that the one that you didn't have everything you wanted that it normally has? I think it just had two items. I don't remember what it, they change, you know, so it's hard to keep it all straight. But, but normally each booth has, like, three food items or something, yeah. but each one kind of only had two. Um, so it was their version of a limited menu, I guess. Yeah. I know they bring, they brought back some some ones from last year. Like I know f- Japan brought back the frothy ramen. Um, that, yeah. That like chilled. Yeah. Frothy ramen that we weren't really big fans of, but I know it. Uh, it's from Japan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we didn't yeah. ride any of the rides or anything, but we did try to ride Frozen. And um, as far as that goes, so the line was out, kind of almost into the walkway of. Uh, the world showcase but the wait was only 35 minutes from there and normally if it's out to the walkway it's like you you know you're waiting a good three hours yeah so uh that just shows to me that inside they're definitely enforcing the six feet rule 
Um, did not get to ride it though because it did break down at the end of the night. So they were telling people that they weren't going to get it back in. Um, what else? It didn't feel super crowded, but like you said, it was cast preview, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it. But um, I never felt close to people. People were, you know, obeying the rules, and I mean, it felt like a Disney day to me. Yeah. Yeah, we were not there for very long, so we didn't do a whole bunch. You know, we I think we walked around the world, basically World Showcase one time. Um, then went back to uh, Frozen because we started at Frozen and decided we were going to come back to it. So we came back to it at the end of the night. When it was closed, we kind of just decided to turn around. and. Oh, but the biggest difference was the entertainment because um, we really wanted to see the mariachi band and they've moved them into the American Pavilion um, and they're sharing the stage kind of with... Uh, um, the other, who else is in that one? I mean, we we were there. The jammeter, the jaminators, or whatever they're called. Jammeters. The jammeters are in the American Pavilion now. Um, Mariachi Cobra is in there, and one other one I can't remember which one it is. Anyways, I don't what were you saying? No, I just said yeah, yeah, basically that. We, um, I don't know if they had different entertainment in the beginning of the day or not, but yeah, by the time we got there, I think there was just the, we, we watched the mariachi, that last little bit of mariachi band, and then the jammeters came on, and then the mariachi band was going back on after the jammeters. Yeah, so they're kind of uh, relaying the whole day at this point, which is interesting. Not very many people in there, though, and they've got all the benches, you know, marked out where you're allowed to sit and where you're not and all that kind of thing. Yeah, and they're cashless too. Um, cashless. You can't use cash. Yeah, you. Uh, from what I understand, if you have cash, you have to go to like customer service or something and get gift cards, and use it. Um, they really want you to use if you have like the tap feature in your card, if it's the chip card or whatever, because then you don't even have to use the keypad. So they're they're really pushing that. But yeah, yeah. nowhere is really accepting cash. So know before you go. So I guess you guys, well, from what I've heard, even even with regular days, because a lot of people assume the uh, annual pass holder and the cast member previews were going to be way less than actual, uh, like, open days. But that hasn't been the case. They said attendance has been about the same. Um, most attractions are walk-on, and then the ones that are typically two to three hours are about 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, and that's only because of the constant need to clean, to stay six feet apart, a lot of attractions like Rise of Resistance, they put one party per boat, one party per, uh, you know, vehicle. They're not putting multiple parties in vehicles, so they, that's less capacity. So the only reason why those more popular ones are 35 minutes is because if you ride Pirates, you might only be, if it's just you. I know Lou was telling me, um, I keep bringing him up, but he's been every park. Uh, he was the only person in his Rise of the Resistance car. So it's just wow. him. So there, literally, it's one party per car on most places. You're not gonna now. In some, they try to do distance. You put one in the front row, one in the back row, but for the most part, they put one person per vehicle. Um, A crazy experience in and of itself, yeah. and worth the wait for me. Yeah. I mean, if you rise to the resistance by yourself, that's you, pretty cool. <laughs> you do have to leave your mask on for every attraction. There is no attraction, roller coaster, or otherwise that you can take it off. 
Um, they do have plexiglass up in every queue, so when you have to walk next to somebody, if you're coming this way, they're coming that way, the plexiglass is up. Big Thunder Mountain, they have those interactive pieces in the queue where you spin the wheel and do all that stuff. All that stuff has been removed. Um, so they're not allowing you to touch stuff in queues. You know, Peter Pan usually has an interactive queue. All that stuff is turned off and removed. Um, and then um, what else are they doing? They're also sanitizing most every vehicle every two hours. Um, so they stop the ride completely every two hours, every attraction, and wipe it down. Uh, they do constantly wipe down surfaces. So there's a reason why they're actually doing A lot of people are questioning why are they doing food and wine when it's not the full experience. Well, from what I understand, and you guys might be able to back this up, no quick service or table service restaurant is open in World Showcase because the international workers aren't here. Yeah. So how do you feed everybody in World Showcase without restaurants? Well, food and wine booths, right? That's that's a way for them to not have to have the international workers there, um, you know, uh, to do that kind of stuff. So, I know, like, the Norway bakery is closed. Uh, so, little places like that, with the international workers not here to make the food and be authentic, they're just not opening them. And they have, uh, they have food and wine booths. So, what would you guys give? Two people. What, from what we notice, like there, you don't go to the table, like the little registers in the in the front for the most part. For the most part, you walk up to the actual window, put your order in there, wait for your food, walk away. Then the next person comes up, you put your order in, wait for your food, walk away. And in the window, there's only really like the cashier and one person cooking everything. <laughs> so they're limiting even, you know, the amount of cast members who have to be near each other too. So. I do think that they're also really looking out for their employees at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I know it was cast member preview, but every cast member you came in contact with, I imagine, was was happy to seemed happy to be there and, and pretty excited. Yeah. No, absolutely. The attitudes were good. Yeah. And Everyone waving. And yeah. Uh, I, smiling, but you can't, can't see anybody's mouth. <laughs> even I forgot in the first place. I just I hadn't been to Disney in so long, and I just think I was I blanked out. I don't know what I. But we also weren't sure what the protocol was for I, this. Well, I just I wasn't thinking, and I drove right through the parking uh, where they stopped you to pay for parking. Like I went right through, and then I had to go in reverse and go backwards and apologize profusely. <laughs> so um, don't do that, is what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, don't do that. Well, we weren't really sure how it was working because it was cast member preview and we were meeting our friend there. So we were like, well, maybe they just won't be checking parking. Also, we're getting there at 630 and the park closes at nine. Maybe because, you know, sometimes if you go late enough, they don't care anymore. Um, and also, we were just excited to be back at Epcot. So, you know, just kind of zoomed past. And this poor girl was like, oh, it was OK. Yeah, she was she was dead of. <laughs> Uh, a good attitude when she didn't have to because I kind of acted like a jerk and I mean I wasn't I wasn't trying to but she was cool about it but yeah so they do you, if you're a guest uh, out of town you probably still do have to pay for parking I don't think you could just drive through um, yeah. so would you guys say same level of safety feeling at, at the actual park as springs and restaurants uh, I would say even, even more. more. Yeah, but I mean, they were very stringent, and 
Like there was literally not even people walking around with drinks in their hands with their mask down. It was. It I mean, was, we we did go before they enacted that new protocol, so like we did walk around with drinks in our hands, but we weren't really walking yeah. around with them down. Like if I, you had the drink in your hand, you only took it down to take a sip, yep. and then you put it back up. Exactly. I was, and that's what everybody seemed to be doing for the most part. Yeah. So uh, even before they enacted that, people were still doing it. So. I, I think it's safe to say that, like, for all things considered, Disney, to me, like, like I said, I've, since I've been out there, this is the safest place i felt in public. Safer than grocery store. Safer than, um, you know, a re- regular restaurant. You know, we went, we went uh, on a beach trip since this all started, and we ate at, like, a rooftop bar, and there was, like, no safety precautions when we went. But at Disney, you're taking it very seriously. I've even seen pictures of... You know, when you eat a food and wine before, and you go up and you have the fork, knife, and spoon machine where you like push the lever and it comes down, that they actually have yep. already pre one sticking out where you grab what you need, and so you're not you all pushing. The same. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. I don't think I got a picture of that the other night when we went. So, a couple of upcoming oh, wow. dates for us. Uh, you guys are going back to the parks first week of August, right? We're going, yeah, August second to Animal Kingdom. And then we are checking into the boardwalk uh, uh, at the end of August, like the 28th or something. And then we're doing Hollywood Studios and Epcot while we're there. Nice. So you'll get to see what it's like to stay now, right? Yeah, and see if anything in the boardwalk is open. I haven't heard anything about that yet. I mean, I know Jelly Rolls is closed, but that makes sense because that's more or less just a bar. Um, so, uh, also coming up, uh, August 10th, I have a, uh, Hollywood studios coming up. I'm going to try to go to galaxy's edge, go live on Facebook. So if you're not following us on Facebook, go to our website, magicalmousepodcast.com. You can go Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all right there, as well as catch up on previous episodes. Um, so we're going to go and do some videos, do some, just try to document what it's like. Uh, you know, if you, if you, don't want to still go with these new safety measures because I personally I thought about like and I'll get I guess I'll ask you guys these questions if I was coming out of state for a vacation I don't think I would come during this time only because it's not cheaper to go and you don't get the full experience so honestly like if I live nearby I had an, I already had an annual pass it wasn't going to be a thing for me but if you're wanting to take your family and you're a once every five year kind of trip I think I would wait until probably mid 2021 because no real parades there's like sort of miniature parades no fireworks no character meet and greets um you know limited capacity things do close down things do close so i don't know about you guys but i personally wouldn't take a vacation if i only go once every five years right now if you catch what i'm saying yeah going to epcot was was refreshing like i said but at the same time it definitely was not the magical experience that Epcot usually is without the fireworks at the end of the night. I mean, you kind of have that to look forward to the end of the night. The, the rides were still there, but um, it just felt like it, it just felt. And I don't want to say this like, an, I mean, it was still again, really great, but it felt like more stale, yeah. like a more stale version of what you normally experience at Disney. So if you want like a full Disney experience, because you're paying a bunch of money, then wait until you can actually get that full experience. Yeah. 
Well, I think it's safe to say, though, that I think if if you still don't feel comfortable going, and I think everybody understands that, but I think for the most part, it's not unsafe because of a lack of effort by Disney. Like, I don't think there is... I can't think of a single thing they're not thinking of. Cast members, if they're in a high-volume area, have a, a mask and a face shield. Um, you know, everything from the menu... Like, I know, like, the... Um, they're not even giving out festival guides anymore. You have to do the QR code. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, they're literally, there's not one thing that you cannot say like they don't even think. They even have, a you know, like we mentioned earlier, a restriction on the kind of mask you can wear. So they're really not taking anything for granted or they're not leaving any stone unturned. I think the only thing they have to work out now is what happens when you have a bunch of people in a queue and a ride breaks down. I know they're still trying to figure that out with like rise of the resistance. What happens when you load everybody into a certain point, then it breaks down. How do you get everybody out? But I think those things will be worked out. They're working the kinks out. So, um, I think Disney is doing it right. I think they're being, uh, from what I heard, even more safe than places like universal and sea world. I heard that they're taking even more, uh, precautions in the other places. Uh, and we'll see what it's like to stay at the boardwalk. We'll see what it's like. Um, <clears throat> at galaxy's edge, I am going to be going in a couple weeks um so uh either way i think it's i think we all kind of give our thumbs up for for safety and we're all going to be going back multiple times so i think disney has done a great job uh i think yeah thumbs up on our end uh so abe do you guys now know they they do four they allow four reservations per pass holder now right wait so we can add another one we Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. It yeah, was three. They just opened it up to four for passengers. Okay. So, yeah, that's good. It's also a little concerning because it means that they're probably needing. They're realizing that they're not able to fill as much as they were hoping they'd fill. Well, I, I hope it means too that maybe they uh, realize they have the capacity to put more people. Yeah, in. possibly. I think they realize too for pass holders they're in a tough spot, especially for us who are on contracts and we pay every single month. I'm now paying for something where I'm not guaranteed to be able to go on a day I want to go and the time that right. I want to go. And so they do, they do have the option for pass holders to cancel. You can cancel your contract outright with no fee, no problem. If you say, Hey, I don't want to keep paying per month and I don't feel like safe going, or I don't like paying the same price. Cause when we paid before all this started, we could literally drop what we were doing and go to Epcot and then get on the Skyliner and go to Hollywood studios. And now you have to hope reservations available. Yeah. No park hopping. Uh, the Skyliner by the way is operating, but it's one, uh, party per Skyliner. So if you're a single person, you get the Skyliner to yourself. Uh, well, that's good for boardwalk. Cause that was one of the selling factors about going to boardwalk. Yeah. Is that the Skyliner right there? Yeah. Wow. Can you write it from Boardwalk? Well, you don't write it from Boardwalk, but Boardwalk connects to Epcot, and it's right there at the entrance of Boardwalk and Epcot. Are you able? Yeah. Are you able to walk to Hollywood from Boardwalk too? You can take a boat. You can take a boat. Okay. Yeah, I do know that too. Like, I guess the question would be, the only other question I have, and maybe some people that are listening might be able to tell us. You can email us magicalmousepod at gmail dot com. Um that like you mentioned the parking and we wouldn't know because you blasted through the parking gate but like can you park somewhere if you don't have a reservation that day like do they make sure you have a park reservation to be able to do that because a way to skirt around getting to a resort without a uh reservation would be to go on the skyliner could you go to epcot 
or would you go? To, can you go to Hollywood Studios Park, and then you could take the Skyliner to Riviera or Caribbean Beach or you know yeah. Pop Century or whatever? So that is a way. Also, I don't know if the Disney Springs bus station is still open. That was always a way to go to a resort without a reservation. So those are still things we're gonna. Sh- I'm actually going to Springs this week, so I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can figure some stuff out. Um, so we will figure all that out. But thanks for listening to this week on Main Street. We're weird to talk about safety precautions, but I think it's safe to say Disney is doing all they can to keep everybody safe. So uh, let us know. Email us. Tweet us. Uh, go to our website, MagicalMousePodcast.com. Are you going to Disney this year in 2020 with the new system? They do have ticket sales now open. They open ticket sales for 2021 and 2020. So... Um, you know, let us know. Are you going to go? We give our sign of approval. You'll obviously have to make the choice for yourself, but we are going to try to do some more videos on YouTube of the safety precautions. You can check out our contemporary video now, and then maybe we'll take some videos from the parks. Also, we have a video from Springs. So Springs, contemporary, and parks. So um, anyways, thank you guys uh, so much for listening, and that was this week on Main Street. do it for episode seven of the magical mouse thank you so much for tuning in this week and joining us again as we talked about returning safely to the walt disney world resort have you been there are you planning on going do you still have questions email us magicalmousepod at gmail.com of course go to our website magicalmousepodcast.com there you can see links to subscribe on spotify Apple Podcast, and more, as well as our YouTube channel, all of our social media channels, and everything you need to know about our podcast. Again, stay tuned to the month of August and September as we make more trips out to the parks uh, to bring the experience to you. So make sure you like us on Facebook as well. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Next episode, we will be talking about movies And who knows what else could pop up between today and our next episode. But again, thank you for letting us share the magic with you. We hope to see you again next time. Thanks for listening.